Hello and welcome back to the Elite Football Show. And we are doing another player analysis show. My name is Haydar Rabani and I'm your host as ever today. We're getting so much great feedback about these player analysis shows because it's a little bit different. We're diving deeper into some of Manchester United's targets and some fantastic players around Europe. I'm delighted to be joined by Jamie Kemble, who's a football writer and a massive Villarreal fan. Jamie, thank you for joining me. It's been a bit of a effort trying to find an English-speaking Villarreal fan. But welcome to the Elite Football Show. How are you today? And uh, yeah, how's life treating you, obviously, with uh, what's going on in the world? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, I can, I can understand the trouble of uh, finding an English-speaking Villarreal fan. They're not too common, but yeah, there are some of us. <laughs> I remember the days, you know, when um, was it Raquel me and there's a few other people, Marcus Senna, absolutely fantastic. I mean, I like, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Villarreal. Villarreal and Valencia, two teams, I think, you know, who are a massive cornerstone of uh, Spanish football. So, no, it's absolutely fantastic to get you on. And we're going to talk about Paul Torres today because he's a player which keeps on coming up in terms of uh, Manchester United's interests. I have it on pretty good authority that he is actually Manchester United's first choice centre-back um, target. A lot of fans want Upamakano, but it looks like it is Pau Torres. Left-footed centre-back, Jamie. Talk to me a little bit about Torres' rise to uh, the first team and uh, how highly rated is he at Villarreal? Yeah, I think, uh, like you say, he's, he's one of the, the next biggest things, I think, in terms of in terms of Spanish defenders and perhaps, perhaps players overall, really. Um, you know, he came, th- came through the ranks. He's, he's born, born locally to Villarreal. Um, uh, and you know he's done a really good job since he's come into the first team sort of last year after the loan spell at Malaga. Um, played for the C and the B team, um, and has come through. You know, like like lots before him and, and done really well. You know, Villarreal's got a great academy and a great youth setup, um, and he's a product of that. Um, like I said, huge, huge talent. Um, some someone everyone speaks very highly of. Um, it's no surprise to see so many big teams linked. Uh, I know that you know Real Madrid as well as United and maybe even Arsenal and lots of other teams have been linked with him over the last few months. Um, I mean, I think Villarreal's excellent start has helped that as well. Um, certainly competing for a top four space. I think you know, one defeat in 24 games uh, and they've been really excellent this season and he's been he's been a cornerstone to that. Um, so absolutely no surprise to see teams linked um, and I think 50 million euros as well release clause, which makes him pretty accessible for those at least outside Spain if, if not some of the bigger teams in Spain yeah the release clause is something which came up a lot in the summer um I think he was probably out of Manchester United's reach obviously we've seen the Covid finances the effect of Covid you know Manchester United now have uh you know, no revenue like a lot of other teams no fans coming in so that will be definitely something to think about in the summer but Jamie in terms of the his strengths and weaknesses Manchester United are looking to play out the back. That's one of the biggest things. I think at the moment, when you look at the current centre-backs, I think both Maguire and Lindelof are good footballers. But one of the biggest problems is whoever's playing left centre-back, so Torres is obviously left-footed, whoever's playing left centre-back, he is uh, he's not comfortable there, I would say. So how does Torres excel in that respect? I mean, is that something that he is very very um comfortable doing is he able to start off attacks is he someone who you know when he's got the ball at his feet he can play a little bit yeah absolutely i think that's one of the most attractive aspects of of pal um it's as you know it's very difficult to find find a defender who's very comfortable at the back i think that's why we see 
such a premium page with all sorts of players um, in the last few years um, as they've become more popular in the game. Um, but yeah, I think when I, when I look at Pau Torres, I think in terms of setting up attacks and that sort of thing, especially with the ball at his feet, it's almost as if he sees sees the, the play sort of two phases ahead. He looks two phases ahead. Um, you know, he's comfortable playing the short passes and he's got like sort of a pass percentage completion, maybe 85, 90% across the season, um, which tells you he plays, you know, plays those short passes. But he's often looked for the long ball, especially across the body, left footed to the far sort of right wing. Um, you know, where he's picking sort of sandwich of players like that. Um, very adept at doing that. And also even just through balls through the middle, if something opens up, um, he's shown that he can play, you know, sort of killer through balls to set, set attacks on their way. And he doesn't mind missing out those midfielders to, to find a good pass. And he's shown that he's he's very good at finding those long balls, both for Villarreal and for, for Spain as well. Um, and, you know, he's, he'll pop in the box as well in terms of in terms of corners and things like that. He's, he's scored a couple of goals from headers and second balls. Um, and in terms of, you mentioned the left-footed aspect, he's, he's very, very left-footed. <laughs> uh, if, if I had to pick a weakness, it probably would be that he probably doesn't quite use his right foot enough um, and that's not an issue at the moment. I wonder whether it would be an issue sort of a Champions League level when you've got teams maybe sort of brilliant at pressing. Like, and the teams look at pressing in as much detail and maybe sort of Liverpool teams at that. You know, they, they will sort of attack his left foot and make sure he stays on his right and put pressure on that way. Um, he probably hasn't had to show that so much um, at the moment. Uh, he's not made too many mistakes sort of going to his right foot where needed, but he's, he's very left-footed and, and would usually opt to play off that foot. Very interesting. In terms of his reading of the game, where does he stand in that respect? Is he someone who, I mean, I've read a few reports on him. I've seen him a little bit. He doesn't look the quickest, I'll be honest with you. And when Manchester United are playing a high line, and we've seen with United's current centre pairing of Maguire and Lindelof, I mean, very rarely do they actually get exposed for pace, but you know they're both so slow. And there is going to be at least, you know, once a month maybe that where they will be exposed uh, because of lack of pace. Now, if Torres does come in, it's most likely he will play next to Harry Maguire, who is, as everyone knows, desperately slow. Very, very slow. Um, so when you're looking, obviously, at Pau Torres, what's his reading of the game? Is he good at intercepting? Is he smart in that respect? And is his perceived lack of pace a little bit of a problem and something that United should be wary of considering he plays such a high line? Because I'm not sure if Villarreal do play a high line. So are you able to elaborate on that as well? Um, yeah, I mean, play sort of four-three-three now at Villarreal. Um, it's changed a little bit from last year with Unai Emery coming in. Um, what I would say about Villarreal is they have a lot of protection in front with with someone like um, Danny Pereira. There's lots of protection in front and uh, and options there to play out from. And he's got Raul Albiol next to him as well, really experienced centre half and someone nice to learn from. You're right about his pace. He's not he's not the quickest. He's certainly quicker than Maguire. Um, I might not be saying too much, uh, but yeah, he's he's not the quickest. But my favourite thing about Pau Torres and something everyone sort of raved about is his reading of the game. Um, I would the, the way I would describe it, he doesn't he doesn't attack the ball. He attacks where the ball is going, um, and he's got that sort of that brilliant ability to do that as, as great defenders have. He's not someone who will dive in. He, he'll look for where the ball is going, and, and you'll see that in his, his attacking play as well. Uh, you see some of his goals that have not. Some of them have been sort of direct headers from corners, but a lot of them been rebounds as well, kind of thing. I know it's not a big sample size being a defender, um, but defending, you know, he, he will look to where the ball is going, and, and that I think sometimes he doesn't sort of shine on the stat sheets um, in terms of diving into tackles, you know, making these sort of key interceptions. But but he got he got the game under control. He's such an intelligent player. Something Unai Emery has spoken about. I think last week he said that. 
throughout all his sort of management career, he's now seen a player like like Pau Torres in terms of you know defending players. Um, and you know he's just that he's just got such a high football IQ and intelligence. He knows where the ball is going. He'll attack that area. Um, and I think that makes him sort of less targeted as well by by opposition forwards. Um, and I think that that's something we've seen. We sort of Raul Albiol was like a good defender, but getting on in age and sort of lacking the pace. I think he's been targeted more. Um, but yeah, I think his reading of the game is is probably his best asset above all. Very very interesting, and Jamie. In terms of um aerial presence as well or under the aerial ball again that's something that when i have done a little bit of research that is something probably where there is an element of weakness to his game i would say that's probably and in the premier league as you know it's a very physical league and uh teams will exploit that you, you can't play burnley and they'll go and put their their two lumbering wood and uh ashley barnes up front and uh you'll see you'll see lindelof for example struggle under that respect so is that something torres does struggle in and is that something that United should be wary of if they're looking to bring in a player like that because it's great being good on the ball and you look at someone somewhere like Man City where actually that would probably suit Torres a little bit more I would say for the way that City play the way Guardiola wants his defenders to play I see a better fit there what I do maybe worry about a little bit at United is that they're not as good in possession. Maybe this will help them be better in possession. And then obviously under the high ball as well, I think there's definitely cause for concern. But if he's next to Maguire, that's actually one of Maguire's biggest strengths. So that could work quite nicely in terms of uh, that partnership. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point that you say. I think he's 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 better suited sort of Man City kind of game. I think that's just a product of coming through, you know, a Spanish club, um, a Spanish player and um, that you say this is very different from English football and they'd rather play the ball on the floor and, and so would Torres. Um, uh, so I think that he's a player to bring the ball down. You're right there. Um, you know, he's, he's six foot three. So I think we're on six foot three. Um, he's certainly capable of winning headers. He scored some nice headers in the opposition box from corners. He can leap high. He's a good header of the ball. I think maybe just he's just not asked to use it as much in, in Spanish football and something he'd probably... That would probably just be drilled into him if he went if he took the step to English football as part of the change of, of the two different styles. The funny thing is, we expect players like Ruben Diaz came obviously from Portugal. I thought his struggle is he's emerged as probably the informed centre back in the Premier League. Uh, I do feel like Torres could have that similar impact, and they're both very intelligent. Like you said, the footballing IQ from both players is, is phenomenal. And I think what you're seeing in the Premier League is that teams are now moving away from that. Yes, the defender just has to be able to be strong aerially. I, I cannot reiterate more how important it is for United's next centre back signing to be fantastic on the ball. That is that's the most important thing. And in terms of character, Jamie, is he a leader? Is he someone that's going to be barking orders? Uh, you know, is he someone who's hardworking? Is he a consummate professional? Because these are really important things when you sign a player. Something United have done in the last seven years is they've signed players and not really vetted the personality. And the last couple of years, something that Solskjaer has done really well, and you've seen like Bruno Fernandes come in, you know, great personalities. Even Van der Beek as well, who's uh, a very good professional, getting much game time. Is that something Torres has in abundance as well? Yeah, I think he's, he's good. Character. Like you say, he's been linked with with big teams for for a good year now. I think that hasn't turned his head whatsoever. He's, his development has been has been excellent. Um, everyone has worked with him. You know, I mentioned Unai Emery. I think Santi Cazorla as well has, has, has said a little bit. Um, everyone gives good reviews about him. I think the other thing is he's working in a team now with with good, experienced players. Like I say, he's working along alongside Raul Albiol, who's you know a great leader from the back. Um, Pareja as well in front of him. Uh, I think 
I think it's something that will develop. We have to remember that he's quite he's still relatively early in his development. I know he's a great player. He's he's only he's just turned 24. Um he's around three years into um sort of senior football really, three, four years. I mean he's played for played for Malaga in the Segunda, um, played for Bierdeal's first team now for a couple of years. So I think we have to sort of keep in mind that he's a young player. He's not gonna be sort of he's not gonna be the dominant figure next to Albiol or you know, other senior players in the team. Um but he's you know, he's he's a totally calm can't play it and, and someone who's was sort of he's just in control of situations. I think he believes in his ability uh, and go and that that's sort of where his confidence stems from, really. Yeah, fantastic points as well. Centre backs do tend to peak a little bit later, don't they, in their career? And you do see them <clears throat> emerge. And a lot of centre backs see you play. You know, they play for a long time. That experience they develop. They don't necessarily have to be the quickest, but if they've got it up there, then they they usually fare pretty well later on in their career. Jamie, in terms of um, you know what you've heard on the grapevine in, t- in, mo- in terms of a move. I know that Real Madrid are very interested. Uh, he looks like possibly a Ramos replacement. Is that where he would like to go? Uh, you know, I can imagine he probably does, being Spanish and uh, playing for one of, the, if not the biggest club in the world. I like to say United is the biggest club in the world, but you know there are two big Spanish <laughs> teams in Spain um, who do run United close. But um, I really do expect United to go into go in for him. Uh, I, you know, one of the guys on the podcast, Kieran, he knows someone that works for, uh, is it the marker? And he said that, um, yeah, United are very interested scouting him and it looks like they might make a move in the summer. So would he be interested in a move to United or does it look like he might have his heart set on a move to, uh, the Spanish capital? Um, I think it's an interesting one. Um, Unai Emery admitted last week that I think a move to a top club is, is more or less imminent. I think, yeah, looking at this summer or. You know, next season at, at best. Uh, obviously, we'd like to keep him as much as we could, but I think it's the reality of it that he's he's a brilliant player, and he's already you know he's already I think he started for the last five um, Spain games. He'll be the starter at the Euros, no doubt. Um, yeah, I think I think Real Madrid feels more comfortable, um, like you said, given this you stay in Spanish football. Um, he's not he's not experience of football outside Spain, so that that's something that. You know, could work for or against someone like United. Uh, whether he wants to go out of his comfort zone and prove himself at, at a different club and different league, or whether perhaps he's not quite at that stage yet where he wants to leave La Liga and Real Madrid would be a really good option. Um, you mentioned obviously he's being Ramos's replacement. That that's something I think Real Madrid are keen, keen uh, avoid the keen to fill if if Ramos leaves. But you know, Torres has been Ramos's partner in Spain, uh, centre back partner. So that'd be an interesting sort of dynamic if he goes and replaces him there, or perhaps he, you know he can go and. I, I can't see him both playing in in the same team, given given the other options Real Madrid have. But yeah, I think you know, if you're asking what's more likely, I would say probably Real Madrid now. But I think I, I wouldn't underestimate the sort of the factor of some players wanting to go outside their comfort zone and, and try something new, try a different country. Um, but like I say, he's still young, so that might be something that waits. Very, very interesting. United have got a big Spanish contingent anyway at, uh, at the club. You know, you've got Juan Mata, David De Gea, a lot of, lot of uh, Spanish-speaking players. So I think actually in terms of settling in, moving to Manchester United, I think there's a lot of players there who could help him settle. So that's very interesting. Jamie, just to sort of go off uh, Pau Torres now and uh, to finish off, is there um, is there money problems as well with La Liga? I mean, you're seeing what's happening in Liga where, where it's in disarray. Is there something similar going on? Uh, with La Liga teams and is there an opportunity then for perhaps some of the British clubs to go in and buy some fantastic talent I mean you look at Valencia they're an absolute disarray 
Um, you know, and they've got some very good players. Carlos Soler is absolutely fantastic, uh, and a few others. And big teams can pick them off for uh, absolute peanuts. And um, as well on Unai Emery as well to touch on him because I think what he experienced in England was nothing short of disgraceful. The uh, the mocking of his accent, uh, the disrespect he got, and I'm really happy. I'm not even an Arsenal fan, but I'm really happy to see him getting a bit more recognition. And actually, when you look at the situation at Arsenal right now, and Arteta's picked up a little bit, but you're starting to see actually he deserves a lot more respect than he's got. And uh, he's doing really well at Villarreal. So, yeah, just just touch on, you know, is there any sort of financial issues as well with uh, La Liga? And Unai Emery's reputation seems to have taken um, a step up in terms of what, where he left about a year ago. Yeah, sure. Uh, in terms of financial fi- financial difficulties, it does vary sort of club by club. Like you say, Valencia have, have struggled in recent years and actually, you know, last summer, Villarreal really benefited from that by picking up Parejo and, and, and Cogolan as well. Um, I think that's something Villarreal fans celebrate that they took sort of their best players there. Um, it's an interesting, I think um, Parejo has been brilliant this season as well. Um, you know, I think, I don't know if you're aware, I think Atletico Madrid are in sort of financial difficulty in terms of their debt. I think Barcelona are the same. I mean, pending a new president, I know. Um, so there are there are some difficulties, but, you know, in terms of Villarreal, they're a very sort of financially secure club, well looked after, well run. Um, so there are no real issues there that sort of could take advantage of with Torres, but obviously the already scores ties them a little bit anyway, ties their hands. Um, but that's something obviously that will develop as, as the sort of pandemic rumbles on and, and we continue to go without fans. That's something that... Um, Every every league and every club is worried about. I think um, you obviously have your most secure clubs, but you know when you look at Barcelona, who've got issues. That that's a sort of eye opening, really, that a club that big could have could have issues that on that sort of scale. But I mean, they'll be fine. Obviously, um, they're a big enough club to get through it, and they have some really expensive players, so the the value of the players can sort of cover that debt alone. Um, but yeah, moving on to Unai Emery. Yeah, I th- I agree with you what you say about about his time in England. I think it's, it was really really uncomfortable for you know. Um, just for anyone, I think, looking on sort of with a with a just a respect for foreign managers or foreign people, even I think just on a people basis, you know, you look at you he speaks it comes in and speaks English and you know he gets made fun of for his accent and you know you speak you see man, other managers who come in you know sort of Bielso's who does you know hasn't speak spoken a word of English really in his press conferences and, and gets absolutely you know loved for it. It's just you know it's uh, it's baffling really. Perhaps that's the difference between the two clubs. I don't know, but. Yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant since he's come in. Like you say, he's changed that 4-3-3 and Villarreal have been excellent. Um, one defeat in the last 24 games, I think it is. Um, and he just looks, they look so, so much better, so much better defensively as well, which is which is partly perhaps to Torres' improvement, but also uh, just the improvement as a whole from, from Calleja's reign. Uh, I think it's the fourth or fifth best defence in the league. Um, they're up there challenging for the top four. I think Sevilla got a game in hand, which would sort of see them go ahead. But they're right in the mix, um, which is great and a, a lot better than last year and certainly the year before. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of excitement around Emery as well. We know there's a reputation in the Europa League, so there's excitement about what Villarreal can do in cup competitions, still in the Copa del Rey. Yeah, so absolutely brilliant. Um, I couldn't say couldn't say any more good things about him, really. Um, his, like you say, his reputation has, has, has increased so much since he's returned to Spain, showed what he can do again. Um, and, you know, didn't do that badly at Arsenal. So it wasn't a total disaster or anything by any means. I think if other managers have done worse in other places, have come over, 
uh, especially big clubs and especially at clubs like Arsenal, who's it's not straightforward managing that club, um, especially with the finances and things like that. Um, so I think he did an okay job there, and he's come back and, and shown the absolute best of what he's got to offer at VRDR, where he, you know, he seems very happy, very comfortable, and I think um, it's very exciting for VRDR fans to look ahead and, and, and look forward to a couple of years with him and see how much the, the club can improve under his hand. I absolutely agree. I couldn't, couldn't agree more, actually, Jamie. And, you know, my last sort of say on it is that, yeah, he didn't do that badly at Arsenal. He, uh, well, you just look at it now. He got Aubameyang scoring, got Lacazette scoring. Um, you know, he, he nearly won the Europa League. It's not like Arsenal are a club where they were, what, a decade ago? They're not at all at that level. They think they are. Uh, as United fans, I do sort of revel in their demise. Uh, my little brother's an Arsenal fan. He's a producer, so he might cut this bit out. Um, well, honestly, Jamie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for giving me an insight into Paul Torres a lot more. I'm actually very, very excited because I think that he, you know, that's excited me, the sort of qualities that he brings. Uh, where can the listeners find uh, your fantastic work? Yeah, I work for Reach at the moment, so I'm uh, I cover... I cover the London clubs for Football London, uh, trends right there. So yeah, look out on Football London and uh, you can follow me on Twitter, just my just my name. Um, that'll be lots of VLL updates. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much, Jamie, for joining me. To all the listeners, please, please, please go and check out some of Jamie's great work. We'll put his at handle in the description below. This is another player analysis show. I hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next time.